Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zocco, and you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. We're going to be talking about rewards in heaven. The faithful Christian who has served and many times in anonymity here on earth will suddenly be presented with rewards, with giftings from God based upon how he or she has served the Lord after salvation and has been an overcomer, as it says in Revelation chapter 2, in Revelation chapter 3. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But I want to welcome you over to our podcast. Thank you so very, very much. And at this time of the year, I want to thank those that have been helpful, so helpful in our ministry in many ways I can't even begin to tell you. For example, this podcast right now is being uh, taken care of and presented and carefully edited and watched over by our dear friend on the West Coast, Miss Andrea. She has been doing this since we started our podcast. And as I told you, in just the last uh, weeks, she reported back that we have cleared 50,000 downloads, over tenfold what we ever expected to happen in this ministry. And I'm so thankful for that faithfulness that Andrea has, has been showing to us. And the Lord's going to bless her when we talk about rewards and doing this and being so faithful. And then on our social media, the moderators such as Johnny and Kirk, Lisa, Teresa, and Dan, they come on, they don't receive a penny. This is all volunteer work, and they've done this faithfully. I can't think of a time when I have come on, maybe once or twice within the past year and a half, that they were not able to come on and help me. It doesn't matter at what hour of the day, they are always there to help. And that means so much. So thankful to my friends. I want to also thank uh, the truckers that have talked with me and said, we listen to the podcast as we travel across the country. And so to my dear trucker friends, thank you so much. Uh, I think especially of Dan and Clinton, uh, two of our, our friends. Uh, I think we have a dear friend up in Ohio. Uh, the uh, I, I'm not really sure. So I don't want to say his name. But if I'm not mistaken, we have a trucker friend in Ohio and other ones that travel. And Traveling Man will also let me know where he is in the United States as he listens to our different podcasts. If you'd like to hear my weekday uh, broadcast on live streaming, then in the morning time, if you have access to TikTok, then I am on from 8.30 a.m. until 9.25. And that is our teaching about heaven and a Q&A time for a half an hour. And then we move over to YouTube, and then I then uh, will have a class weekdays, Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we have a wonderful time of getting together and being able to share the word, take a look at what the scripture says. And so I invite you to that. If you're looking for a Christmas present for some of your Christian friends, or maybe somebody that's grieving, or say maybe somebody that's not a believer, and they'd like to know about heaven, then I offer you our Amazon books, What is Heaven All About? What is Heaven All About? is available on Amazon. Uh, it includes a notebook section. They can write their own notes. Uh, you could use this for a Bible study, for a, a small group Bible study, large group Bible study. Uh, and then the second book is Heaven the Adventure Begins. 
wonderful, wonderful truths you can find in there because they're not my opinions. This is all from Scripture. We're going to go into some other things, and I'd like to give you some other announcements, but what you have come on here is to find out about the rewards for the believer. You know, I thank the Lord that we can say, first of all, the great and grand reward is salvation. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We were in debt in our sin, and it's as if the Lord had paid it to the smallest penny. It's taken care of it by his work on the cross. You look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Christ suffered once for the sins of all time. For all time he has done this. He is the just. He has done it for the unjust. 1 Peter 3.18. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. That the offering of Jesus was once for all. He did it once, and anybody that wants this gift of salvation can come. He did it once. We don't have to keep going back and trying to earn that salvation. Romans chapter 6 and verse 10. He died to sin once for all. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. Jesus Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12. His offering was one sacrifice for sins. Are you getting the idea of what Christ has done? That's why we can say this in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is called justification. That's the best way I can tell you. It is when we see that we have been put before the Lord in a place of judgment, but we have been declared not guilty. I'll put it even further. It's as if the charges were never brought up. We go into the court knowing full well we're condemned, and the judge will look at us and say, I'm sorry, we just don't see the charges here. You go on. You're totally free. I don't even say would say not guilty. It's justification would be well put as just as if I'd never sinned. Justified. I'm justified. Just as if I'd never sinned. Now with that, we have so many people in the joy and serving the Lord and wanting to just continually show their praise and their dedication to him. They follow his path. He is the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. They're following that path, and indeed, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me, and I give to them eternal life. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30 tell us that. Now, then we see we have to go before a judgment seat after being a Christian in heaven. What is this about? All right. Well, we're going to have a reward system being displayed before us. The place where we find this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. We're going to undergo an evaluation of our life. What have we done since we've come to the Lord? What have we done in service to show our allegiance, our dedication, our love to him? Now listen to this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body. See, each one. We're not judged as a nation, as a neighborhood, as a church. Each one, individual. Each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, I've talked with you about this particular word. The Greek word translated bad, you can, you can transliterate this and spell this out in the Greek, uh, from the Greek to the English, P-H-A-U-L-O-S. P-H-A-U-L-O-S, phallos, and it means worthless. 
It's not talking about evil. That would be kakos or paneros. That's not talking about wicked desire. That's, that was all taken care of on the cross uh, on here. But this is evaluating our life. We all appear. This is going to be for everybody. What happens is we don't face a, the, the great white throne judgment. That is for the rebellious. We have been cleared and sanctified, made clean through Christ. This is an evaluation of our service. All right? So, we take a look at this. When we will see, well, for example, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. The rewards have been given to the elders, and there are 24 of them surrounding the throne as John enters into the vision in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. They already have their crowns, and this is at the very beginning of the tribulation. So this could intimate then, as the tribulation is starting on earth, the rewards are happening in heaven. It really could be as it's going there. Um, You think, uh, well... The Bride of Christ is the name for the believers of all ages, okay? That's what we call the church. But I, I want to explain it more because when I say church, people think of a building. So it's the worldwide believers of all times. They are known in, in such a love relationship with Jesus, he calls them the Bride. Now it says this, in Revelation chapter 19, the Bride is clothed in fine linen, bright and clean. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Well, it tells you there in verse 8 of 19, the righteous acts of the saints... So, whenever we see this presentation of the final days, we are told up until Armageddon. Armageddon will happen within Revelation 19, but the saints here have already been, by their righteous acts, been given a clean note. They've already been judged. So, what happens here? Where where does this happen? Well, I'm going to remind you, we are not here. See, the book of James talks about serving the Lord. And I will usually tell new Christians, this is a very good book to study and understand how to control your tongue, how to respond in action. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 22, we're to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Reminding you, this is a small time in our life. James chapter 4 and verse 14, our, our life is like a vapor. It's moving so fast. And it tells us this, but remember, James emphasizes, works do not earn salvation, works show salvation. Reminding you, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us that. But we will say this, Christians can be identified with the very next verse. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Why were we created? For good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So what we did was, the works were the wages of sin, as we see in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, but now through salvation, works are now in honor of God. We're glorifying him. And as I said, our evaluation time comes up, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. How have we served him? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, what were our motives, whether good or bad, whether good or worthless, as I said, we talked about that. Oh, the scripture gives us a real good outline of what will happen here. When we learn, when we we are, are, are serving the Lord, nothing hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be made known and come to light, Luke chapter 18. This is talking about we will not go up there into shame, 
uh, on here, but in every work, which, which we think uh, so blatantly that, hey, we got this. I mean, we had the wrong attitude, but we went to the church and served anyway. Well, listen again. Nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret not be known and come to light. I was just seeing a news clip coming over of a man that said he went up to a church and he said, I saw the pastor of this mega church, how he really was. I was in the green room and immediately all the flags went up. You're talking about a church service and you have a green room? A green room is the term you use for a theater. The church is acting as if it's a theater. I have a problem with that already. Hey, listen, I might be old school, but I don't know that a green room is a preparation for an actor to come out and perform a play part, which is not who they really are. They're acting out. They're a play actor. Green room. What he said, well, in the green room, we saw how the pastor really was. Man, he was not good. Well, these things will be brought to light. There could be uh, uh, people doing magnificent works on man's uh, uh, evaluation of numbers and size and monies. But when it comes down to Luke chapter 8 and verse 17, nothing hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret and won't be made known and come to light. So the real motives will come out here. Now, follow this. Whenever we see Romans chapter 14, verses 10 and 12, understand your actions, your little gifts of kindness in helping out. You know, you went across there and you were over at this small restaurant and you paid for somebody's meal that you knew was needy. Or you went over and uh, during the time uh, somebody was suffering and out of town because of a loss of a loved one, you went over and you cut their lawn. You did it anonymously just to help them out. You did something to serve. You helped out when everybody was heading home at the church exhausted after a big production or a, a gathering, and you were over there taking up the trash. You weren't above that. And the Bible says that's going to come out. Each one of us shall give an account of himself to God on what we've done and why we've done it. Why do you judge your brother, Romans 14, verses 10? Why, again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? You give an account of that, verse 12, on that. And that is uh, on here. What have, You've been entrusted with things here on earth. How have you treated them? How have you shown them? Now, when we see this, somebody says, well, that person has so much more than I do. Look at the opportunities they get. Look at the money. Look at the budget. I can recall at a church when I spent so many years, and our budget was maybe $400 a year, and I scrimped and I worked, and our youth group was growing like crazy, and I came back to visit, uh, I don't know, within a handful of years later, and found out that the teen budget was in the thousands upon thousands. And they got a whole new building. And it, it, it hurt me for a while. I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, I never had that opportunity. But then I realized, but God put me in a place on purpose to be within that limited budget, to do what I could, to teach me how to pinch a penny, to, to do the things I can through volunteer work in my own time. And it was very helpful for me. I'm, you know, the situations are different for each of us. So we're not jealous of those with a talent in this way that we don't have or an opportunity over here. Think about this. Here's a good, here's a good illustration, an analogy. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 11. Let's follow this. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. No man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So Paul's saying this, I have gone on and I have started a work. Somebody else came along, such as the youth pastor I was talking about, and took it from where I went. I'm not there for 18 years, 25 years, anything. I was there for six years and another uh, youth pastor came along. And whenever I helped uh, plant a church, 
uh, in the Carolinas. And I was there as we got going, and after just short of two years, I moved on. And now I'm being contacted some 30 years later for them uh, and, and letting them know of the celebration of the church and such. There have been about three pastors in there. Different ones have building been building upon the foundational work that we all do. That's great, okay? So we're all building in our life too. But the foundation is Jesus Christ and all of these things. Once we have that foundation, then we're building based upon our talents, upon our opportunities, upon what the Lord has given us in this life. 2 Corinthians 8, 12. Then we are only accountable for what we have been given in this life, not what we don't. It says, on the foundation of this, believers have a life of gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. Uh, verse 12. All right? Because, here's what happens. Each man's work will become evident. The day will show it because it will be revealed with fire. The fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. So, it's not going to be that Jesus will walk around with a small ball-peen hammer and tap on the foundation and go around. The fire of judgment, and every time you see fire in the Bible, it represents holy judgment. Fire will be put to that, whatever stays. Wood, hand, stubble, the works done in pride, the works done in anger, the works just done in mechanics with no care, they'll burn away too. But when we want to glorify the Lord, we, we do things such as witnessing or going out when we don't feel like it because we really need to reach that neighbor for Christ. That's gold, that's silver, that's precious stone. That's like you're building, uh, you're building out of, uh, out of the, the best stone, which will withstand any fire too. If any man's work which he built on it remains, he will receive a reward. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 14. He will receive a reward. I Wonderful. Wonderful when we see this too. The, he wants to know why we're doing what we're doing. The motives. Right? Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time. Wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of the man's heart. Each man's praise will come to him from God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. Are you faithful? Do you have the right motive? Uh, when we see this in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 2, it tells us the Lord Yahweh weighs the motives of a person. They might justify themselves, but the Lord knows the motives too. In that, we see this. We can be assured that he is a rewarder. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord, for he comes to, he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 is a great encouragement here. Do you not know, 1 Corinthians 9 verses 24 through 27 says, that those who run a race, all run, only one receives the prize. Well, run in such a way that you may win. Everybody who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Well, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, Paul says, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. I discipline my body, make it my slave, so that after I've preached to others, I will not be disqualified. So understand that when we're talking about this. The world has temporal gain, temporal rewards. The eternal is, is from Jesus himself. Now, when we see this, our works are based upon what we've done. 
Revelation 22 and verse 12, my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. 2 Corinthians 5.10, for his deeds in the body according to what he has done. There's so much more I could share with you, my friends, and I will in upcoming podcasts here, but I want to stop right here and see your service, your humility, your giving uh, in, in different ways is so important. You're helping the neighbors uh, uh, in, in a small way, even anonymously, helping out the poor. Luke chapter 14, verse 13, looking out to those that aren't fortunate physically, financially, uh, in those ways, and you're doing that, and they may never recompense you because they can't. But in the re- resurrection of the righteous, the Lord indeed, he will reward you. More than I can say, I'm going to get going here. I want to thank you so much for your wonderful encouragement. Take care, God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.